where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Back to two white chicks in China. Hey, hey! Oh, very nice. Thank that you. Was, that was entertaining. <laughs> so before we before we do anything,、uh, we would really like to say thank you、uh, to everyone who has sent us questions or made comments on our、um, pages or on Facebook.、Uh, it's really given us a lot of、uh, enthusiasm, and we're excited. But you know what, Holly? We're excited for the future.、What? Now that they start, I've got I've got a taste for more. I'm like, give me more, 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 more. You mean like more questions? More questions. I want more questions. I want more comments. Just bring、She's、on the、so、greed. <laughs> no, it's been so awesome because、that、I don't know if、has. any of you have made podcasts before, but in the beginning, it's difficult to. It's difficult. It's very one-sided. Yeah, I mean, we're just talking. We don't know who's listening. Actually, like if they care, if they like it, if they hate、mm-hmm. it, and I want to hear all. I, I want to hear all about it. If、yeah. you hate it, I want to know why.、Yeah. If you like it, I want to know why. And、um, you know, in iTunes now they have so many podcasts. So、the best way for people to find us is if we get reviews from you guys too. So it'd be awesome. I know it's a pain in the butt to go in <laughs> and find the review button, but it would be really great if you guys could leave us a review. But、yeah. thank you so much to everybody who's been sending us questions,、mm-hmm. and we are looking forward to answering them in the upcoming episodes. Yes, we are. So、uh, this is episode fifteen.、Uh, Of two white chicks in China. How the time flies! I know. I can't believe that we've done fifteen already. To be honest.、Mm. Uh, so uh, let's let's deal with our fact of the week. Okay. So the fact of the week this time was something I've kind of been following personally in China, and that is the rise of the stand-up comedian. Yeah. There there are there are some. Yeah. I've never seen one though. I've got to be honest.、Mm. Traditionally in China, if you follow the Confucius. Uh, model, its comedy was kind of looked down upon,、mm. so it didn't really develop as an art form until much, much later, compared、okay. with Western culture. And、uh, essentially, the only form of raw kind of street comedy、mm. was the. It's called xiangsheng. So xiangsheng it literally means crosstalk. Okay. And it's kind of it's it's basically like rhythmic. Speaking in kind of a kind of a lighthearted and joking way. It's almost like Chinese rap or something. Okay,、like、it it reminds me of the the Mighty Boosh and Crimping. I don't know if that's anything anyone who's listening has even heard of. I don't even the, know the, the words that you're saying、okay. right now. The, there's a、crimping? TV show. Yeah, this I don't know if Crimping actually exists, but in the Mighty Boosh, the this like、uh, postmodern kind of comedy TV show that's made in the UK. Uh, it's very surreal, and they do this thing called crimping, which is kind of like this backwards, forwards, like not really singing, not really talking. Like it's, it's like of, banter. Yeah,、I、that's、think. what this is like banter. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard. You're so <laughs> British, Holly. <laughs> yeah, I've heard、yes. of. The, I've heard. I've heard a bit. Wait, I need my tea. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not here. <laughs> So anyway, it's been really fun to see kind of how comedy has started to develop now in China, 
And especially because, you know, everybody knows um, that the government kind of regulates mm. the things that the people are allowed to say. It's actually more free than you might think. But still, public events, they're usually monitored. Yeah. And so um, when you have a stand-up comedy event, a lot of the time it's it's improv, especially when yeah. it's amateur. A lot of it is improv. And so how does that really fit into the Chinese system? Mm. So what they're doing is they, they typically, they have to wait two weeks to get approved for the event. Mm. All of the scripts need to be submitted ahead of time. They don't, they're not really technically allowed to improvise. Oh. But as long, they say that as long as you are speaking in Chinese, because if you're speaking in English, yes. it's a bit more difficult. It's, it's easier to get misunderstood mm. and to have people kind of think that you're, you know, maybe mocking the government or yeah. saying something like that. But in Chinese, it's easier for them to make their points clear and it's all in good fun. And so basically what will happen is that there will be a censor coming to sit in on the stand-up oh. comedy shows. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Actually, you've just reminded me of a, um, a one of our friends actually went to do attempted to do a stand-up set in Hong Kong mm. a good a, a good while ago now but literally everything all of his jokes were just stricken from the record yes basically <laughs> he didn't I don't even think he he did it in the end because all of his all of the parts of the his stand-up that he thought was funny was just this just said no this just isn't well I mean typically in comedy you're mocking yourself you're mocking mm. the environment around you it's about making fun of things yeah and so if you're not allowed to say certain things that might be, offensive. you know, offensive, then then it's very difficult. You have to tread very lightly. Yep. But it is interesting and it is opening up and it is becoming more and more popular. Mm. Still, the comedy clubs here are quite underground. And, yes. You know, they're just these small places, usually mm. just a couple people grouped together. When you compare it to a uh, typical business in China, it's very, very small. Yeah. I, I've have heard that there have been quite famous stand-up famous i don't know how famous but quite like well-known stand-up comedians in shenzhen actually oh really yeah they've got a, a comedy club once a month i think i can't remember his name now um but actually he's he, he's not he's not really insulting but he is he does poke for chinese people so I'm is he not chinese he isn't chinese oh wow no um well maybe he's kind of under the radar maybe maybe there are some foreign stand-up comedians who do comedy in Chinese yeah. and it's I mean for me okay I speak Chinese but it's very difficult for me to be funny in Chinese whenever the, the mm. sense of humor is so different I think yeah whenever I make a joke in Chinese I always have to say afterwards <laughs> I have to literally say I am joking yeah Otherwise, they don't laugh. And actually, mm -hmm. in their TV shows, oh, they yes. have all these sound effects. Yes. And I was listening to, uh, it was a really interesting radio program on the BBC about mm -hmm. uh, stand-up comedy in China. We'll put the link on writtenchinese.com mm -hmm. slash episode 15. I want to watch that too. I'm yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a radio that um, they, were, they were talking about uh, stand-up comedy. And they were saying that the... The musical sound effects that they use, they're not musical, not the sound effects, mm -hmm. they always use those like cheesy, boing, oh, and yeah. like, hey, and they have all these like, and giggle, and all these yeah. typical, like, really cheesy sound effects. And they said that those are used to tell the Chinese people right. when it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, that kind of makes sense because they also like, 
other shows with canned laughter, like The Big Bang Theory, that has a lot that has a lot of canned laughter in it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I think so they're hesitant to know. I mean, I think yeah. if you tell them it's a joke, then they kind of think back on yeah. it and say, oh, yeah, it is funny. But sometimes I feel like they have a hard time... Mm. No, I mean, if they're doing that for their own shows, I'm not talking about Western. I mean, The Big Bang Theory is a Western show, but these aren't their own comedy shows. They put the sound effects Mm -hmm. in there. And I heard from that radio show from a Chinese person on the BBC saying that it's because the Chinese people won't know when to laugh (laughs) if they don't have the sound effects. So it's like really crazy. Yeah. But also, from my experience, a lot of Chinese comedy is more like slapsticky. Like, mm. people falling over bananas and things like that. If you like Monty Charlie Python, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have some... I mean, the mm. Chinese comedy, those traditional Chinese comedy movies, they are so funny. They are yeah. just like Monty Python. They are just bizarre <laughs> and just outlandish. And there, it's... Yeah, it's a lot of slapstick and a lot of physical humor. Yeah. And it's... I find them hilarious. I do. Because I like that kind of Monty Python yeah. style. Like just kind of bouncing off the wall mm. sort of humor. And they have a lot of movies like that. Oh, cool. So we can put a link for one of the... I saw that there's yeah, one on YouTube, a really funny one, that has English subtitles on it. Oh, so I'll put a link to that on writtenchinese.com slash episode 15. Awesome. So you guys can watch that. Excellent. Oh, I'm excited. I want to watch it too. <laughs> okay, well, brilliant. Uh, so let's move on to our question uh, for episode 15. Um, here we go. Hey, White Chicks. My name's Sean, and I'm from California. I am moving out to China pretty soon to start working, uh, maybe in like the next three or four months, and I was wondering what I should look for in an apartment. I was also wondering, because I'm pretty fit and into fitness in general, like how often do you see gyms anywhere? I'm going to be moving to a big city, and do they have like gyms like we think of, like LA Fitness or 24-Hour Fitness? And um, lastly, I was wondering how common it is to be able to get high-speed internet in an apartment. So anyways, thanks for the podcast. And uh, hopefully you're from your Okay, cool. Thank you. Thanks, Ooh, Sean. Yes. Sean. Fit Sean. Yeah. <laughs> He's welcome. <laughs> Come on over here. <laughs> Jump over the ocean over here. <laughs> it's a great question. Actually, it's a set of questions. Yes. So I think what Holly and I kind of discussed doing was to divide it up into two pieces. Mm-hmm. So one is to talk about apartments, and I think internet access goes along I with it. I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But since you're so fit, we want to talk about the gym stuff first. So we will be discussing about gyms and gym membership Mm -hmm. in China this week. And then for episode 17, so that's two weeks from now, we will be talking about uh, apartments and about internet access. So that will be at writtenchinese.com slash episode 17. That's right. So stay tuned. Yes. So let's talk about gyms. Oh, I don't, I, I only know one gym in China. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Is it called McDonald's? No, it's from the UK. Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, it's a pun. Oh, oh <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. I should have put a sound effect afterwards. <laughs> I needed it. I needed it. <laughs> Here I go criticizing the Chinese and then I missed the joke completely. Oh. All right. So let's gyms. talk about gyms. Gyms. Uh, I am not a gym user. I'm sorry. You're just naturally fit. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was a rude noise. Uh, I, I no, it's not about exercise. It's just that I don't feel 
You're not a gym person? I'm not a gym person. Were you a gym person in the UK? No. Okay. I've been inside gyms. I have been in, into gyms and used other facilities in gyms, just not the gymming equipment. Mm. <laughs> but I've heard lots of stories, so I still can contribute to this podcast a little bit. Oh, good. Yes. I need you. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so where, where, should we, where do you want to start? Um, well, let's talk find, about... I guess... Find, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. He's saying about finding, I know, I know, sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> just cut you down there, uh, about finding, so how do you even go about finding one, is it, I mean, well, actually, I mean, gym? the basic question he was saying is, are there any gyms? That's true, That's And true. the answer is, yes, yes. <laughs> there are plenty, yeah. especially in cities, like, Shenzhen has tons of them, and yeah. actually how I've found my gyms is that you kind of run into these they they do really hardcore marketing and they do street marketing so in pretty much any area you'll be able to find somebody who is literally standing on the street with flyers for a gym and if you see him and you seem interested he will take you to the gym because those people get paid off of commission Mm -hmm. for people that they bring into the gym so they're very happy to take the time to actually physically walk with you to the gym to show you where it is and how to get there Mm -hmm. and they'll try to speak to you about all the the amenities and the costs and everything like that but in my experience, you go go ahead, go to the gym with them, but mm-hmm. don't bother bargain. Like there are stages when mm-hmm. you're when you're trying to learn about what the facilities are like, mm-hmm. and if you start talking about the price to that person, right. he's just going to give you a high price. He's not going to have much control over the bargaining. Mm-hmm. So then, when you get to the gym, you're going to have to argue. Usually, argue, <laughs> bargain, <laughs> bargain. To me, it's arguing, <laughs> bargaining. Um, so you will have to uh, bargain your way kind of up the ladder. Mm. For example, the last gym that I joined, I, I went through three different people. So I did three rounds of bargaining. Right. So that's my tip for you is don't try and talk to them about the price. Forget about Forget the price. About money yeah, just go and see what the facility is like. So j- even if they give you a price, forget about it because mm. they'll always quote you a huge price. Right. Go and see the facilities first. So let the guy take you, and then usually there'll be somebody else waiting for you who will take it from there. So that guy will go back out to the street. Because they'll be like, okay, there's a guy on the street, he gets a commission for bringing you there. Then there's a guy there who gets you a commission for actually signing the Mm -hmm. deal. But that guy doesn't always have complete control over the pricing either. So sometimes then you have to go to the higher level management to get the price that you want. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to be really committed to the gym. Uh, to do this, but no. I, I I also want to add: don't be put off by the physique of the the people that work for this company because they may <laughs> they're not represented. Yeah, they they they're probably not going to be buff at all. I was recently sat in a coffee shop that's right next to uh, one of the local gyms, and a group of uh, guys from the company came past with a big banner, obviously trying to advertise, and they were like, we. My boyfriend and I just laughed because they were so like so weedy and like so. But they were so enthusiastic, so you can't knock them for that. Well, those guys are usually um, migrant workers. Mm. They get them from other provinces, yeah. um, so they say, "Okay, we'll pay you X amount of money, then you'll get this much commission." Mm. And so they bring them into Shenzhen for a short period of time. Yeah, and yeah, they're they're usually not gym members. They probably wouldn't <laughs> even be able to. Unfortunately, wouldn't even be able to afford the gym yeah, themselves. So they're not really representative of the trainers or the yeah. equipment. They're just they're just there to try and attract your attention. Yes. So let's talk about the facilities. Um, essentially, 
it's similar to a Western gym. Yeah, that's my impression. Mm -hmm. um, the quality of the equipment is usually not... It's hard to say because when you join a gym and it's brand new, mm. it looks really beautiful. The equipment looks really good, but yeah. you find that the equipment wears out really, really quickly. And I don't know mm. if that's just because of the population here or if they just buy crappier Crappy equipment. Stuff, yeah. But in my experience, you, I, when I first joined uh, my previous gym, the equipment was all brand new. Yeah. And then after a year, it was like everything was broken. Mm. That's a shame. Mm. So be wary of that. Don't sign more than a year contract, that's for sure. Yeah, and I guess if, if that's already inevitable, uh, like maybe, I mean, I know we said we don't talk about price yet, but I guess you don't want to be paying over the odds for a, uh, for a gym membership that's, you know, you might not even be able to use the equipment after a while. So mm. I guess that's something to think about as well. Yeah, it really depends. Like, for sure, you know, you want to find a gym that's near your work or mm. your home. So take the time to actually find one that's convenient for you. Yeah. Because there is one. Yeah, Trust sure. me. There is one. They're everywhere. But So do you know much about, because I know, haven't you had a gym membership in a hotel? I haven't. I've oh, used you... the gym in a hotel. Mm. Sometimes it's actually, sometimes you can get pretty good deals, especially if you're multiple people. Right. You can get uh, reasonable memberships in four-star hotels. And that's kind of nice because yeah. then you have, usually you have access to the pool then. Um, typically in China, the gyms, the, a lot of them do have pools, but it's a separate cost. It's right. not inclusive. If you want to get the inclusive membership card, then it's quite a bit more expensive mm. than the standard gym card. Mm. Um, and in my experience, the pools in China are not all that nice, yeah. apart from the ones in four-star hotels. Yeah. Um, they put a lot of chemicals in them, and it's very crowded when you want to use them. You also want to try to go see the gym at the time that you'll want to be working out at. Yeah. Uh, because it makes a big difference if you see it in the day and it's all quiet mm -hmm. and all the machines are available. And then you go in the evening when you'd normally be going and there's like, you have to wait in line to yeah. get equipment. Sounds like buying a house. Yeah. Yeah. You want to see it like all process. times a day. Yeah. And also from what I know, there's no such thing as a 24 hour gym here. Okay. Never seen one. And actually, they don't open early either. That's another downfall. Oh. So they're usually open at about 10 o'clock. Sometimes you can find 9, but it's usually 10. Mm. So if you are a person who likes to go before work, it's not really... Mm, that's kind of a shame. Yeah, I, I would prefer to go before work. Yeah, I think, I think most people would actually... Yeah, because then you can do it and shower and get it yeah. out of the way. But no, it's... Um, I've never seen so that's that's another plus of getting a membership at a four star hotel is it'll be usually they'll be open earlier. Okay. They open at six or seven. Mm. Um, you definitely want to check, but they'll be open until uh, around eleven p.m. That's usually when the the typical closing time is. So it's ten a.m. to eleven p.m. Mm. So and the busiest hours are right after work. So right after work meaning between seven thirty and nine thirty. Okay. So if you go a little bit later, it's quite quiet. Mm. And if you are close enough that you can go on your lunch break, it'll also be very quiet. Right. So is there a lot of, if you go, is there a lot of uh, like competition for equipment and things like that? No. People queuing and stuff? Mm -mm. I've seen it at, I mean, we did the same thing when we were trying to find, uh, so we just got a new membership. Um we we saw a few gyms at the time that we like around seven thirty yeah. eight o'clock and there was one that was like 
unbelievably crazy busy and there were kids everywhere. That's my thing is it was across from like a dance studio. So it was like a kid's which was centered on kids ballet. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind kids, but when you're lifting weights, it's, it's, it's really obnoxious and it's dangerous to have them running around you. And mm-hmm. a lot of times the parents aren't really that good at keeping them yeah. away. So you, you want to make sure that you have a, I'm really happy with the one I have now. There, cool. there aren't any kids there. And <laughs> it's quiet and the equipment is really nice. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. good. But the price we bargained hard for, <laughs> really, really hard. I've heard, I've heard a lot about this about bar- having to bargain. I mean, you have to bargain with most things here, but mm-hmm. especially, I mean, if for the if the equipment isn't brilliant and things like that, and and so how 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 difficult was it to bargain to get your price down? Um, it took two days. <laughs> so don't go thinking. I mean, don't really. Don't rush it. Mm. You know, I know it's exhausting and you want to, you kind of eventually just, oh, screw it. I'll just pay whatever. Yeah. But listen to this. Like the price that they first quoted us per member for a year membership card was 5,400 renminbi, which mm. is nearly a thousand dollars for a year. Yeah. And we're okay to give you scale. We are in the most expensive, one of the most between here in Shanghai, Shenzhen has got to be about the most expensive city in China. So mm-hmm. Um, it'll be definitely less than that. But then we bargain them down to 2000 mm. So that's going from almost $1,000 to about 320 something like that's that. That's pretty good, isn't it? So yeah. did you have to, like, give up any of the facilities, or is that everything, like, standard? Well, I'll tell you some of the ways that we convince them to give <laughs> us the money. Um, yeah. I think this is probably what Sean will be interested in yeah. if he comes to China. And he's looking for a gym. Mm. First of all, there were two of us. So it's definitely easier to f- grab a buddy who also wants a gym membership and try and uh, bargain together okay. because they're more interested in the how much money they can get right. in a single sitting. Okay. So sometimes it's it's much easier to, mm. to go with a buddy. The more people you can get who are on board, the better. Yeah. And you can kind of do this bit, bit, um, good cop, bad cop routine. <laughs> so I'm always the good cop. My husband's always the bad cop. So he'll, you know, he'll be screaming and complaining and I'll be mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know, I really love your facilities yeah. and I don't mind the price, but you know, my husband, yeah. you know, so you want to find somebody who will play the role with you because yeah. it really helps with bargaining. Yeah, I bet. And it's actually kind of fun to be honest. <laughs> and so that's one of the ways is to get more people to go with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the second is to say that you're part of some kind of a club. Like you're part of a soccer team or a basketball team and you say, you know, I know a lot of people who are looking for gyms and I will introduce them to you. Most gyms will have, um, they'll give you a free month of membership if you introduce somebody to them who, who becomes a paying member. Yeah. I think it's pretty standard here in China, but you can, if you say you're part of a sports team, then they can see kind of the potential. Mm. doesn't matter if you are. This <laughs> is just yeah, strategy. It. It's just strategy. Yeah. Um, the second is to say that you'll be coming way less than you will. So we said, oh, we'll be coming, we'll be <laughs> coming crazy. once a week. So they can calculate we're only here four times a month. So we'll only be using the facilities like this and this. So that's, that's so like, it's almost like going backwards. It's like, Oh, I'm going to work out how much money I'm going to make from you not using the facilities. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> I just, 
The second is if you speak any Chinese, then you can tell them that you will help any foreigners that come into the gym. You will help introduce、mm. the equipment and the the pricing to them. <laughs> and finally,、um, my last strategy that I used the last time was to bargain for the amount of time. So. Uh, usually they offer one year membership, but I I bargained for eleven months, so I got quite a bit of money taken off just、okay. by saying, "Oh, I'll, I'll, I only want eleven months." So、mm-hmm. they they were flexible with that, and also、right. I got free swag. They gave me like、yeah. a gym bag with、um, cool. like a yoga mat and a towel.、Oh, so you gotta. You'd be surprised. So from five thousand four hundred with no extras included, I got it to two thousand with like some free stuff. That's brilliant. And so it's you. You do want to take the time to do it, and it's a good learning experience. If you're first coming to China, yeah, it's kind of a first. You know, it's you can kind of challenge yourself and see. You can、yeah. make it a game for yourself and make <laughs> it fun because、yeah. I know it's not. You're an American. I'm an American. In the beginning, bargaining is kind of uncomfortable, and you、mm-hmm. feel like it's a waste of time. But it's a good way to introduce yourself to the culture and、yeah. see how you're going to fare here because. If you can do it, you'll have that self confidence that you'll be able to take over into other purchases、yeah. in China. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, talking about price, do you have to? Do you always have to get a year, or can you like? Do you have to pay it all at once, or can you pay in installments? Like, if Sean's coming for the first time, he might not have as much like cash. At- At hand, can、mm. he pay like for a month's membership and then pay every month or something? I'm not sure about one month, but they definitely do punch cards. Right, so that's what you pay for, like a you get like ten, 10 sessions, classes. Okay, yeah. All right. Oh well, which、work. is also a good option, especially if you don't know if you're going to stay in the、right. city for very long. Yeah, is to do a punch card, but doing it, you can. Another thing,、um, a clever thing you can do is、um, gym hopping. So, because if you're in a big city、mm. and you're you have you you know you're curious about seeing different places, what you can do is they will almost always let you use the gym for the first time for free. Right. So、okay. what you can do is you can like hop around the city.、Okay. There are hundreds of gyms. Yes. You can do that for a year every week, and there will still be gyms left over. And then you're doing it for free, and you get exposure、oh, wow. to like different parts of the city, different classes.、Mm-hmm. So you can also do it that way. Obviously, it takes extra effort. You have to find where the gyms are. But it's another it's another option. Nice one. I have a friend who, whenever he comes here, he doesn't live here, but whenever he comes here, that's what he does. He's like, I'm gonna、that's、use、so、a gym, and he goes to like the nicest gym and says, "Okay, I want to try out try out the facilities," and then he uses it, and then it's like, "Peace," never comes back.、Cool. <laughs> well, if it works, you know, can、mm-hmm. I come back and for it?、Mm-hmm. So that's another clever way. <laughs> They'll let you use it for free. Say, "I want to try it. I want to make sure the equipment is good." Yeah, yeah, of course.、Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you said that you were off it. You that sorry they. Said like five thousand four hundred. Is、mm-hmm, that right?、Mm-hmm. I've heard of people taking taking memberships here for like nine thousand. That is to me, crazy. That's, to me, that sounds insane. Because even if I translate, tr- translate, <laughs> translate, <laughs> translate, <laughs> translate that into pounds, that's like nine. That's almost like a.、Uh, how much is it? That's it's like fifteen hundred dollars. That's almost a thousand pounds. So and that's like for me that just sounds insane, like 
I mean, in the U.S., the memberships, I think, are also, I guess, depends on where you are. So they might be more expensive. But trust me, the facilities here aren't going to be quite as nice as in the U.S. Mm. Plus, the standard of living here is still lower. So, yeah, you don't want to accept a price that you would accept in the U.S. You want to, or in the U.K., you want to accept something that's fair Mm -hmm. for what you're getting. And to pay nine thousand, you better be getting free massage, everything. free tea, free snacks, free sauna, yeah. free pool. You got to be getting everything yeah. included. I-, I want the gym to be gold plated. Mm. If I'm paying that much money. Hello, Miss Holly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Welcome personal back. service. In fact, if I'm paying that much, I want someone to do the exercise for me. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see where you're going with yeah. that. So what's it? Like actually using the gyms here, mm. facilities, gyms. Like you, you're using many gyms at one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's as a foreigner, it's a little bit strange. Okay. Um, a lot of times, you'll have people watching you mm-hmm. the whole time, and I've had it where people have literally joined me doing <laughs> my exercises. So I'll do like a circuit circuit. They should be paying you. I know, I'm like training them. Well, not just training, but you're probably getting people in as well. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's not like bargain hard because they do on the foreign faces in there because it gives their gym some level of status. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I've had it where, um, I mean, I usually just grab a yoga mat and Mm. some light weights and do Mm -hmm. like circuit training. And I've had it where a couple of girls have just lined up behind me and just started copying what I'm doing. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, just when, like, where's your GoPro then? duckies. <laughs> so that's funny. And then a lot of times you'll be, they'll have, you'll have like a guy who will be there just watching you mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the whole time, which I really don't like. Um, yeah. And I think maybe one of the things, you know, we've talked about being stared at and mm-hmm. other, I mean, you kind of have to just accept it. Yeah. So that'll definitely happen. Um, but one of the more strange things that I found at the gym was the attire of the people coming to work oh, out. Oh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard about this. So I'll have yoga classes with these girls who will be wearing high heels and jeans. <laughs> oh, and they I, can't I get I, into the pose, and you're be, like, hmm, wonder why. To be honest, I think I might just, like, get a membership just to see this. Well, the worst is at my last <laughs> gym, there was, like, a pack of girls. A who pack. Would, Yeah, yeah, there was, like, a gang. <laughs> and they would come in, and they would be wearing, you know, jeans and whatever shoes. Definitely not, like, trainers. Okay. And they would be on the treadmills for, like, an hour and a half apiece. So they're using up, you know. An hour and a half. Yeah, so they're <laughs> all, like, they're basically utilizing all the treadmills. Mm-hmm. And they had the treadmill set so low, it was slower than my normal walking <laughs> speed. They were probably going backwards. <laughs> yeah, and they'll have their little iPad set up. And so they're just watching TV and walking, and they think they're exercising. I'm like, hmm, who's paying for this? I don't think it's you. No, it's not. Yeah, have a sugar daddy. Yeah, sugar daddy. <laughs> wow. It's just mm. a social life for them. Yeah. I've heard other th- other stories as well about um, instead of wearing jeans, wearing like really teeny tiny like hot pants type mm. things. In mm. yoga class, it's not really, I don't think that's really like suitable, is it? What's you funny, have they have clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's funny, they have um, belly dancing is really popular here. So usually every gym will have a belly dancing Mm. class, which is 
funny to me because Chinese culture is quite conservative yeah. compared to the West. Yeah. And belly dancing is quite sexual. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> you have some women who are really good at it and right. are really into it. And that's yeah. really fun to watch. Yeah. But a lot of them, you know, they're just not really sure how to move their bodies and they'll be wearing these like tiny little skimpy outfits with these dangly bells on them and it's an interesting <laughs> sight yeah but, to see yeah yeah that some women here are not very like com- yeah like comfortable with the sexuality really i don't think yeah well a lot of them are really thin and they don't yeah. have that I don't know. They don't have the jiggly bit that you need they, for they belly dancing. They don't have any of that. Yeah, they're like perfect for I'm modeling. Perfect for that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you have the jiggly bits. Yeah, I have the jiggly bits. Yeah. <laughs> Get myself some bells. Yeah. I know what I'm doing for Christmas. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to see the different types of Chinese women who take those classes. Yeah. Mm. But they're. I mean, they're quite. I've seen. I've seen people. D- doing yoga in the parks and things like that and they seem quite flexible mm-hmm. yoga is so a different do, thing yoga is definitely more it's just more natural i think mm-hmm. for chinese culture i mean tai chi is a, yeah. it's almost like a yoga itself right. you know it's just it's got a similar it's a similar culture yeah. are they weightlifting and things i can't imagine chinese, chinese girls no. Weightlifting. no no very few mm. And when they do, actually Chinese men even, usually when I sit down at a piece of equipment and a man has just been on there, then I have to like add more weight to it. I know. And I feel a little bit, sometimes I'm like, ha ha. Because a lot of times those guys, they're strutting around the gym like they're so macho. Like basically most of the time they're just strutting around. They're not really exercising a lot and they're not, they don't really seem to be that focused. Mm. And so when I sit there and I'm like looking, because they'll be watching me. Yeah. So I'm watching them watching me and I'm like putting higher weight and I just see their faces (laughs) like, whoa. Maybe some of it is that they just don't really know how to use the equipment. Mm -hmm. So they probably don't understand, okay, to, you know, the reason why you should add more weight, they probably just think that whatever they're doing is probably enough. They just, you know, they just never, they haven't had any education mm-hmm. to to teach them otherwise, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, this is luxury, you know. True. People who don't have disposable income, who work very hard, who maybe they have a history of um, uh, working on a farm or doing some other kind of manual labor, mm-hmm. going to a gym is such a, strange concept yeah you know actually going there and like putting out effort in your recreational time it's kind of it's a little bit strange so I think there's kind of a generational gap I really Mm. think that the next generation whoever is using the gyms will have a more I don't know more of an understanding understanding. yeah yeah Yeah, it's I mean older the older generations I mean I have seen some older men Chinese men who who are like who work who are working on construction sites? They they are like very muscly. Mm-hmm. Like they're still very, like s- small in stature, but they're stocky. Like they have they yeah. have muscle. Yeah. But then they're the ne- like the generation after them. I mean, they're not doing any physical labor. They're mm-hmm. all working in offices, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And their typical forms of exercise. We've talked about this in other episodes mm. too are quite light you know they do this kind of dancing in the evenings Mm. and they do quote unquote jogging which is also slower than my walking speed 
It's just yeah. basically scuffling, mm-hmm. and they're usually wearing business shoes and, you know, business clothes. They yeah. just go directly after work. Uh, these are the these are the more typical exercise. So gym, like, very few Chinese people actually go to the gym. Yeah, it's just there are so many people. But so they do all they do alternatives. Like I I, I agree that the most of the exercise they do is is light. They do also. Uh, like badminton and tennis and ping pong mm-hmm. and those kind of things but still that's not too strenuous but then they also have these outside gyms that we see in all the parks oh yeah so that maybe that's i mean it's not going to a gym but i think that's how the majority of chinese all, all the chinese people get their exercise yeah that's really cool about being in yeah. china is you can find a pull-up bar and like yeah. different pieces of equipment you can use for various methods anywhere mm-hmm. for free use yeah. In nice parks, beautifully manicured parks mm. that are safe and clean. Yeah. So that's – if you do a lot of CrossFit stuff, you probably don't even need to – if you're living in a city like Shenzhen, the weather is fine all year round to yes. be outside. So you don't really – I mean, there may be some days that it's raining, but you don't have to – you wouldn't even need a membership. Yeah. No, that. not really. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are places – if you want to do sports, there are, there are lots of teams um, – and like fields where people get together and play sports as well, soccer and I can't rugby. Believe I just said soccer, <laughs> turning uh, you to the dark American side. Yeah. <laughs> no field sports and things, and men and women as well. So mm-hmm. rugby is pretty big here. It is. So if you played American football at home, rugby might be a yeah. fun alternative. It's very like social. Spo- it's very, a very social sport. Very, you meet a lot of cool western people i don't know if there are people playing american football here i've never heard of i've never come across anyone it seems as though everyone's like moved over to rugby which is really cool Mm -hmm. i like rugby better too Mm -hmm. so shenzhen dragons that's the name of our rugby team here yeah and they are pretty good yeah (laughs) so i want to talk about one more um one more area when joining a gym um, that is the WeChat bombardment. So basically, if you uh, connect with any of the people who are working at the gym, if they get your WeChat, which if you don't know what that is, it's like a uh, Facebook Messenger. Yeah. It's um instant messaging annoying. system. <laughs> yeah. And so they, I have it where they they literally ask me if I'm coming to the gym, like every right. other day. Or if I haven't been for a while, then they, like, bother me. Nora, you haven't been to the gym for a while. You know, it's like a, pers- a personal message? It's a person. Oh, right. It's, like, somebody who has been assigned to. And actually, <laughs> I, to you. Yeah, no, it Get happens. Get that to the gym. <laughs> for the hairdressers, too, they do it. My oh. hairdresser also says, Nora, you haven't been to the hairdresser for a while. Like, I could do with someone like that. Just give me a prod now and again. Say, <laughs> go and cut your hair, you lazy woman. They do it. They don't. <laughs> to me, it's, like, intrusive. It's, like, it's none of your business when I cut my hair or not. It, it is. It is. You're right. But they do it. Wow. I mean, if they connect with you, like, they usually ask me, Nora, are you coming to class tonight? Wow. And it's the staff at the gym, and I think they just, I guess maybe they're trying to get a number for yeah. how many people are coming, or they're just trying to, like, create a relationship with me or whatever. They think they're being really helpful, but yeah. I get really annoyed because sometimes I, I'm not in the mood to go to the gym, and so when they're right. poking me saying, hey, you haven't been in the gym in a while, I'm like, I know, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> yeah, on one hand, I can totally understand why that would be really annoying, but on the other hand, for some people, it might be motivating. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. 
I guess it's probably like the only way I, I would have about my health. Deleted them from WeChat. Yeah, I keep it because the schedule always change. The the um, class schedule usually changes, but otherwise I would have deleted. You can always it. silence the messages. Yeah, yeah. Mute. Oh yeah. That happened immediately. But it's just funny. <laughs> you know, it just you just wouldn't have that back home, like, yeah, you know, no bu- bugging you, like, there, like, hey, how come you haven't been to the gym in six and a half days? Yeah. They know, like, exactly when the last time you were there. <laughs> yeah, at, at home or in the US, they'd be, if you'd paid a ridiculous amount of money for a, a for a membership, they're not going to be pestering you saying, oh, you're coming to use the facilities, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't you here? Mm-hmm. You've paid all this money. They'd be like, ha, 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 okay well uh, i hope we've i think we've covered a good amount of gym information i am far more informed now probably not going to join a gym but thank you falling on deaf ears i know know. (laughs) no but if you have any other questions just please uh we will be we we comment on every comment <laughs> we comment. We comment back. Reciprocal commenting. Yes. So go to writtenchinese.com slash episode fifteen. Yes. And leave us a question about gyms. Yes. Or you can go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail and you can leave us a voicemail asking us something else about China. That's right. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash two chicks. And our episode will be posted there. Um so you can comment there if you want. And you can also listen to the podcast. There's a little tab that says podcast, and you can listen to us there. Awesome. Yeah. So let's uh, let's listen to our uh, Chinese word. Here's your little mini, mini, mini Chinese lesson of the week, <laughs> and that is exercise. Ooh, exercise. So in Chinese, you say yun dong. Okay. So it's Y-U-N, fourth tone, D-O-N-G, fourth tone, yun dong. Okay. So cool. that's exercise. Nice. I want to exercise. Nice. Okay, so if you want to uh, learn more about that Chinese word, you can go to episode uh, 15, writtenchinese.com slash episode 15, and I'll put the links to the written Chinese dictionary. So you can learn more about those individual characters uh, as well. You know what else I'm going to do is there was a really funny stand-up comedian from the States Mm -hmm. who does a stand-up comedy routine in Chinese, but it has English, it has subtitles in Chinese okay, and cool. in English. Yeah. So I'm going to put a link on episode 15 yeah, as well because I think it's really nice. well done and his accent is really, really clean. Nice. So if any of you are studying Chinese, you'll be able to pick up a lot of it, I think. Cool, cool. So it's fun and inspiring to see somebody who's actually learned Chinese and learned to yeah. be funny in Chinese, and that is not easy. Yeah. So I will put a link to that as well. Cool. Is he, the, is, is he in Beijing, a young, quite young guy? Mm-hmm. I wonder if I've seen that. Yeah, he was good. I was yeah, impressed. there are a couple of them, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Jeremy, I think. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Oh, I did see his Chinese Yeah, yeah, name. yeah, yeah, I have, yeah, I have I seen see. it, yeah. And he's in a bookstore or something, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. He's yeah, good, and it's he is funny. Good. Even he is, if you yeah, don't understand uh, yeah. any of the Chinese, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny, and you get a I sense so of the, some of the cultural differences between Americans and Chinese, yeah. and you get a sense of their humor, so. Absolutely. Check it out. Yes, indeed. So, again, if you want to leave us a message, please go to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. We've had loads of messages recently, but please don't stop with them. Like, this is, it's really great. Nora and I are... We're so flattered. Yeah, we're, we're really happy. Holly actually excited. flushes when we get messages. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nora, Nora, we've had another voicemail. <laughs> 
It is. It's super encouraging. So thank you for taking the time. I know some of you are listening and maybe like the show, but you haven't taken the time to comment. And we understand, but Uh we would love to hear from you. Yes, definitely. Um, And don't forget that you can hear the second part of this podcast of of Sean's question in episode 17. So that'll be in two weeks' time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so thank you for listening don't forget to leave us a question or any comments and thanks to written chinese for sponsoring this podcast indeed see you guys next week bye bye